welcome to Coffee Talk with Jesse Bays. I'm not Jesse Bays. I'm Weston. <laughs> Jesse is the guest today. We're switching um, things around. We are. We're switching things around. Weston we're, walked in and saw he was in the other chair, and uh, I've never seen him so happy. Uh, well, I have to admit, <laughs> this chair is table. far less comfortable than it the is. chair you're sitting in. It is. Yeah. So I don't know. Something, Something's amiss there. Uh, this episode is titled The Things We Should Have Asked Jesse at His Interview, but oh, didn't no. get around to it. So, um, <laughs> oh, gosh. There we go. I need to adjust this real quick because it keeps sliding down. You can. Am I, is it working right now? Yeah, Matthew, did you not learn how to do mic stands in You see in it's college? slowly moving down? All right. This is great for an audio medium. I bet everyone at home or in their car right now is like, wow, this is riveting. All right, yeah. should we start over? So, okay, welcome. <laughs> He's not cutting it out. Welcome to Coffee Talk <laughs> with Weston, uh-huh. who is sitting in today for Jesse Bays as the host. Uh-huh. And Jesse Bays is now the the victim, the guest. What My is the proper turntables? The turntables have turned. Mm-hmm. Um, we are really looking forward to hearing this as a church family, um, things we've always wanted to know about you. I'm genuinely kind of nervous. I I now understand the anxiety of being on this side. I, I didn't get it till just now. I, I was thinking it'd be fun to start with kind of a rapid fire okay. uh, set of questions. Sure. I've got about five or six. I want to just ask you real quick. You know what they say about stuttering kids? Super good at rapid fire First answers. thing that comes to your mind. I almost okay. texted your wife last night because I wanted to ask her the same questions. <laughs> and we were going to play like a newlywed game. Yeah. But if we're being real honest, I didn't know if she would play along. I was kind of concerned that she would... She would share it. She would... Yeah, she might ruin the surprise. She's so. not good at secrets, Weston. I kind of I kind of gathered that about She's objectively not good at secrets. Yeah, so I, I skipped that. But I, we may do that if we... I don't know if this podcast lasts and <laughs> iTunes doesn't shut us down, then... All right, here we go. All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, if I wasn't in ministry, I would most likely be a... Politician. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, why? I don't know. I just... There, there for a while in high school, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to be a politician. And okay. then I changed my mind in high school. But, awesome. Yeah. So let's ruin his career right now. What party would you be a part of? <laughs> uh, and what are your views on... Say, say the birthday party, and we'll move yeah, on. Yeah, I will be a part of the birthday party and the Christmas party, and that's it. Perfect. Okay, the thing we run out <laughs> the most at the base household is... The thing we've run out of the most at the yeah. base household is... Um, eggs. Okay, so like every time you turn around, you're like, why didn't we get like more eggs? No, that's not the problem. The problem is that we may be two dozen eggs a week. <laughs> That's that's good. I like that. That's not, okay, yeah. good. We eat a ton of eggs. So next question is favorite food. Ooh, um, not eggs. Uh, oh, a, a cheeseburger. There's nothing better to me than just the standard cheeseburger. I had a jalapeno cheeseburger for lunch. Mm. That was so good. Rub it in. All right. Uh, favorite worship song right now? Worship song right now, I'm really liking Alabaster Heart. Oh, that's a good one. It I is like good. That, yeah. If you could um, erase one song from the canon of Christian music, which song would it be? Good, good father. Next question. <laughs> okay. That's who, that's what it is. Yeah. That's okay. That's objectively what it is. It's not that it's theologically wrong. I just had to sing it so many stinking times. Yeah, yeah. The thing somebody should have told me before I started working here was before I started working here. Here. Yeah. Here. Here. Oh gosh. 
Um, do you want a serious answer or a less serious answer? I, I don't, yeah, serious. Let's go serious. This, that's what this is, is a hard-hitting, deep probing. Hard-hitting. Um, the thing someone should have told me before I started working here was that I will probably have to get my CDL. <laughs> Hmm. Did we hold that off until after we hired you? I think so. Perfect. I think so. That's what we were supposed to do. Okay. All right. Um, I think so. Yeah. Let's see. I think that's that ends. Okay. What do you miss most about Crawford County? Oh, Crawford County, God's country. Just everywhere you walk, there the spirit of the Lord was. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, I miss. Um, um, the thing about Crawford County is literally everyone knows everyone, and so there's a certain type of comfort of, of walking into any gas station and being like, ah, either I went to high school with these people or they were the brothers and sisters of the people I went to high school with. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, I think that'd wear me out. Really? No. It's, I like a little anonymity when I go to the gas station. It's a lovely thing. Yeah, but you get all the anonymity you need, you need by, by living. I mean, my closest neighbor was 10 minutes away. Perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I oh, I definitely miss that. We we live in a neighborhood now, and every time anyone makes any noise, I'm like, guys, be quiet. We have neighbors, and I miss the idea of oh, like I could go outside and yell as loud as I want to, and no one will hear me. Which, which now that I say it loud, it sounds a lot creepier than what I mean it to sound. The yeller of Crawford County—that's what yeah. you were known as. Yeah, they called me an old yeller. I never got it till now. Fair enough. What, hey, so you're in a subdivision, but but I mean, can we talk about it? I mean, you're yeah, you're, you're looking at buying a house. I'm, you're you're in the middle of buying a house. I'm doing it. Yeah, we're we're buying a house. We're here, man. You can't get rid of us now. I'm excited. So tell yeah. us about this house. Where's it at? What's uh, what 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 drew you to this house? Yeah, what? I'm objectively bad at directions. So if you're hoping to get directions to my future house, so that you may um egg it or. Or TP it. Um, or bring you eggs. Just bring you eggs. <laughs> yeah. Because you're running out. Yeah, I would take them in the uncracked form. Uh, um, it's it's out on the Louisville Road, like out past Warren East. Okay. Um, yeah. So out out there's a ways, which is nice because it's 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 a little more Crawford County than where I am right now. Like, I'm like out of our front door, you just see like a cornfield, which is so nice. Um, but so it's like a, it's more of a country house as opposed to like a, or is it a subdivision going in? Cause they're building out there. Yeah. It isn't a subdivision, but we have neighbors. So okay. I wouldn't say it's like a true country house, but it's more of a country house than what we're in right now. Excellent. How, how big is your lot? You gonna get some space? Not, not enough for me to justify buying a, a tractor, a tractor or a riding mower, which is what I really uh, wanted. Yeah. I wanted to be able to justify to Katie, Hey, we need a tractor. But it, it's it's just not going to happen. What is the minimum lot size required for a uh, riding lawnmower? I have a number in my head that is actually the morally correct answer. What is yours? Really? Yeah. Hmm. To justify it to me or to her? <laughs> no, to you. Just like what is what? Just know what is the morally correct number? Okay, two acres. Oh wow! <laughs> I I'm down at one. You're hardcore. Yeah, well, I think it... Are you pushing an acre and a half with one of those real lawnmowers, not even gas? It's just kind of the, the old-fashioned, like your great-granddad <laughs> yeah, yeah. used to have? Yeah, like the... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm Flintstone just out there with scissors. lawnmower? Yeah. Yeah, I'm out, I'm, out there, I'm out there with scissors. Actually, Katie won't even let us buy a regular lawnmower. Yeah, I'm just out there with... That's bad for the environment. Yeah. Scissors bad are for so the environment. Better. Yeah, I'm... I'm out there. You would win so many thumb wars if you cut that much grass by hand. <laughs> like you would have like a bicep where your you, your thumb used to be. But this isn't good for an audio medium. 
Weston, do me a favor and take your hand and kind of squeeze your thumb into your um, pointer finger and look at the muscle at the top of your hand. Okay. Okay, check that out. Look at this bad boy. Man, there's not a lot of muscle tone on mine. You are, you've got the beefiest hand. Isn't that wild? Your hand would win the Mr. Hand universe. It's always been like this. I don't know why. For those of you at home, my hand, uh, like, it's like the muscle ripped out of my skin. It's like his it's very hand cool. has a bicep yeah. coming out by his thumb. Yeah. yeah, like. That's kind of freaky. Did you show that to Katie before or after you asked her to marry him? Uh, before okay yeah before. I, mean, I think that, that was, was probably my big a, selling a big point. selling point i agree that's my big yeah so hey you're you're the worship guy here what yes. is what is your favorite part about being the worship guy here mm, okay so i love seeing a couple of things i'm gonna give two answers is that okay yeah. Okay. So, so from a team standpoint, I love seeing people do things that they didn't think that they could do. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like when um, I encounter a person who has like a voice that's much bigger and much more beautiful than they ever thought, and then now all of a sudden they're leading worship and they love it. That's like my favorite thing. Or like when I encounter a person and they just kind of like music and then and then they realize, oh no, like I can make sound and I can be good at it and, yeah. and hear all these things and they and they and they get a new passion. Like I love that. Like that's like my bread and butter. Um and then from um a congregational mindset, because kind of, I mean you kind of have to look at it in like two sides of the of the same coin. But from the congregational mindset, I think my favorite thing is when I see parents um, really leading their kids in worship. There's like, sure. There's like no more of like a sign of like, oh yeah, this is working than like, okay, like a parent is like really singing out or they're raising their hands. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see their kids next to them sure. are singing out and raising their hands. That's it's awesome. just like a beautiful thing. That's great. What is it that people miss about the Sunday morning gathering? I mean, people come to worship every Sunday, and I think we, you know, we all have similar reasons, but we also have different maybe things that we emphasize hmm. in our in our minds. What is something you think people miss about the importance of Sunday morning? And maybe we focus particularly on the worship part. Yeah, I think um it's hard because I'm. This is a total guess. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way I can actually know this. True. But um, I think a lot of times people miss that, like, God is actually there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, God is like actually in the room. We are actually worshiping God. You know what I mean? And there's like a certain amount of reverence. There's a certain amount of awe. There's a certain amount of like even fear. Like, yeah. A certain amount of seriousness that comes with the idea that, like, oh no, 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 like, like this God that we read about in the Old and the New Testament, He's like literally in this room right now. And I just don't think, I think, if we weren't missing that, we don't at least appreciate it fully. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I think it when you understand that it's it's impossible to take worship casually. I, I think that's I think that's a great answer, and I think that 
you know, if we were going to come up with a theology for Sunday morning, worship is central, you know, mm-hmm. teaching is something that, you know, we can get a lot of different places mm-hmm. and we can do yeah. a lot of different study, but where else do we gather corporately to to praise God who is worthy yeah. of that praise? I mean, if think about who else is worthy of that kind of... I mean, who else do we sing for? You get a song once a year on your birthday, mm-hmm. whether you want it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do, what, the national anthem. We would stand in unison yep. and sing for a country. Yep. But, you know, as Christians, you know, I, I think you're right on the money with that. You know, it's there's, there is God, and He is due... Uh, mm-hmm. Our worship at least at least once a week together collectively. Yeah, yeah, and, and keeping in line with like this birthday party narrative, right? Like if you are if you're at a birthday party and and you don't think that the person who you're celebrating is there, I guarantee the way you celebrate them is drastically different than like when they're there in the room, right? Sure. When you know them very well, when like you're there to celebrate them and not just there for the cake, right? Like you like sing that song way differently and you don't care about how it sounds, yeah. right? Everyone's picking their own key. Everyone yeah. is sounding silly, right? Like you don't care about that. You're just yelling it out as long sure. as, as like loud as you can, right? Like, 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 and that sort of celebration is to translate over to like worship every week, yeah. right? Yeah. I think we need to pause for just a moment yeah, and sure. make sure that people understand we're not endorsing the birthday party or Kanye West and that this is not a political thing. It may, in fact, interfere with our tax exempt status yes. if this is perceived to be political. So, um, this is not an endorsement of the birthday party. Just, this is not an official endorsement of the birthday party, though. Yeah. Unofficially, you can speak to us offline. Yeah, and we're not funded by the Political Action Committee for mm-hmm. a better birthday party. Um, <laughs> none of that is happening right now. Yeah. So bearing that in mind about like the purpose of worship, mm-hmm. um, I know people have different um, routines, perhaps, for getting to church on Sunday. Maybe mm-hmm. it's, you know, the routine is to wake up late, yell at their kids and speed. Yep. yep. Um, what do you think would be an ideal routine for somebody to get in the mindset of worship as they come to, to church on mm, Sunday morning? That's a good question. It's hard because worship, like, um, I think the ideal routine is that you show up. Okay, so just showing up, right? Yeah. Just, and, like like just showing up. Yeah. Yeah, like um and 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 saying like okay, like when I get there, I'm going to show up. Like yes, everyone's yelling right now, everyone's screaming right now. We're late. Um juniors in the back seat crying. There's a mess all over me, you know what I mean? Sure. But like the idea of worship is not that our lives around worship are so perfect and clean that we can enter in worship Holy, the idea of worship is that like we bring our lives into worship, like we bring the mess with us, right? And so, like saying, I'm going to show up no matter what every week, and I'm going to show up emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to bring the mess, I'm going to bring the yelling, I'm going to bring all that, and I'm going to worship God with that because even in that, like God accepts me, right? Like even in that, God accepts my worship. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I always, I think people think I'm kidding, but I really, actually, am always glad when people come late because I yes. know that they had the hardest time getting there. You know, yeah. like it was the biggest struggle for them of yes. anybody. 
But I wonder, though, what do you think about, like, in, in days gone by, there was a mindset that people would, like, the night before maybe lay out their clothes or even shine their shoes. And, mm. you know, they might they might have a roast or something they're going to put in as they leave to church. And, you know, there might be a bit of a ritual or ceremony that starts before church. Do you, do you think something like that's valuable or helpful? That's interesting. I think, I think yes— Right, but only in the sense that um, you should do whatever it takes to make you excited about spending time with the Lord. Sure. Right, and so like, and and a lot of people think like that makes it inauthentic, right? But no, like like I go on dates when with my wife when I don't want to go on dates with my wife. You know what I mean? Like, which like, is very rare if Katie even listens to this. Which podcast. is very rare and. No one ever needs to say that to my wife, but sure. like I do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's not like I'm always like, yes, let's go out to dinner tonight. I mean, and there's some nights I don't want to, but it's like part of that type of love, right? And so, like, when you look at worship and a lot of these routines, like if it helps you every Sunday morning, like to wake up earlier and have a big breakfast and 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 drink like the special coffee and do this and say like, Oh no, no, no. Like this is my day with the Lord. Like if that helps you get excited, you know what I mean? Like if that helps sure. you get in, in this mindset where you're going to be able to be like really present at church, where you're going to be able to like really invest in worship. Then I say, do whatever ritual does that for you. Sure. Do you, do you have a ritual? Um, I go to bed early on Saturday nights. Okay. I listen to um, a sermon as I fall asleep. Okay. Um, when I wake up, most people listen to sermons while they fall asleep. <laughs> um, um, when I wake up, I play the set list that that we're doing that morning, and I try not to think about any logistics, and I just worship on the way to church. Okay. Um, I get here usually earlier than everyone else, and I listen to um, a. It's church service just from a random church, and I just try to like, I try to fill my, I try to fill my morning with worship and prayer before um, I speak with anyone. Sure, yeah. that's awesome. That's good. Yeah, I think there's something to, for me, you know, coming into church on Sunday. I, I try to remind myself that today is different. You know, mm, that it's a, yeah. that it's a different day. It's a special day. Yeah. Um. And so I, I think there's some something to that. I think I, th- I think we give ourselves a head start if we walk in the door expectant. You know, mm. if we walk in the door, yeah, sort of ready for God to do something. Yeah, I think we should come anytime, regardless. And like you were talking about, bring everything, even if it's a hectic morning. You know, job mm-hmm. one is to show up. But yeah, I think we give ourselves an advantage if we just kind of remind ourselves that today's a, a unique day. It's a special day. So. I just, I think, yeah. I think when we come in, otherwise, I feel like sometimes that first song is there to just kind of decompress. Whereas maybe we could have done some of that ahead of time. Yeah, like, like think about like the like Old Testament priests, like before they would enter into the Holy of Holies, like they would have to put on this like effort. They would have to do all these sacrifices. They would have to do all these things, and like it's impossible that they entered in to the presence of God, like with like a casualness. And I think it's like the same thing, right? Like if you, if you put yourself in a mindset and like actively work at putting yourself in a mindset, no, 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 God is going to, he's like here when I walk in the door, yeah. then I think 
I think you're right. That's a game changer. So we don't know who listens to the podcast or if anybody does. We're imagining they're people from church. Correct. That's what we're imagining. We're hoping um, so. Yeah. So I, a couple of questions here about worship. Why is it so important that worship is excellent, that we that we do our best? Mm. Like, you know, because I think sometimes people wonder with production value, to use a secular term in worship, yeah. why is it so important that it's that it's excellent? Yeah, excellence is a tricky thing, right? Because you can very easily... Um, worship excellence, you know what I mean? Like for the sake of excellence. Sure. Um, and I think that's everyone's fear. Yeah. Right. But when we look at worship, you have to really look at it from a holistic point of view. Like you have to look at it. Oh no. Like, like my worship for that set, it doesn't start if um, on on Sunday morning, you know what I mean? Like it starts when I break out my guitar and I start, really practicing, mm-hmm. right? Like it starts all the way back then, right? Like it starts from then, right? All the time, all the dedication that I'm putting into this, sure. all these things, um, it's, it's, it starts then, right? So that, that goes all the way across like, um, our sound techs, our, our cameramen, our, our keys players, right? Like it all starts with like all the dedication, yep. all the time that you think about it. Um, so that's our first point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our second thing is we look in the Old Testament, um, everyone's favorite story, the story of Bezalel. Oh, man, he's my favorite. He's, he's my favorite, too. When you look at him, um, God, he's speaking with Moses, and he tells God, hey, I want you to build this Ark of the Covenant, and and here's how it's going to look, yada, yada, yada. Um, he says, my presence is going to live in this. And then he says, go and find this man named Bezalel, who is a craftsman, um, and he is going to build it for you. For right? those of you that aren't familiar with Bezalel, he's got a, a show called This Old Tabernacle. It's on <laughs> PBS. You can, you yeah. can watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea is that Bezalel had gotten all these skills while he was in Egypt, right? And he's he's just been training. And now he's like this master craftsman. And God uses him now to build the tabernacle. So it's like God takes all of the like skills, all of the excellence, all of the dedication that he used in other aspects of his life and, and brings it over into worship, right? And so like... Our worship, like we should bring excellence in like our our workplaces. We should bring it in sure. our family life. We should bring it in these things. And so and so our worship, like God takes all of that and brings it into our worship and says, Okay, like you're an excellent father, you're an excellent worker. Let's let's bring that excellence and let me show you how to use this over here for the Lord. And then yeah. and then our last thing is that in scripture we see inherently that beauty points people back to the creator, right? Mm-hmm. Like no one walked in into the Sistine Chapel and was like, and was like, Hey man, you clearly are like really worshiping your excellence here. No, no, no. They were like, Oh wow. This is beautiful. This reminds me of God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's designed yeah. to point people back to God. Fun fact on Bezalel. Okay. Do you have a little... Uh, I'll give you one. He's the very first person in Scripture 
said to be filled with God's Spirit. That's super cool. I didn't know that. So, yeah, the very first person that is filled with God's Spirit is actually a craftsman, somebody that works with his hands. And that is really cool. I, I mean, and yeah, he, he built the tabernacle, but that wasn't how he made his living after that. I mean, he was building other people's tents and doing other kinds mm. of work. And so I... Th- I I think that that, you know, should help us all to reclaim work regardless of what it is, whether it's, you know, in the secular, quote unquote, you know, work world or not, you know, God, God wants to use our gifts and talents for excellence. Yes. Yes. And and I want to throw one more thing out there too, because I think when worship isn't excellent, it's distracting. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing worse than like something squeaking or the screen going off or somebody not knowing the words (laughs) and, you know, like we're trying to worship God, but we're so distracted by you know, what else is happening. Mm-hmm. So I think um, yeah. I think there's a lot of good reasons for there to be be excellence in worship. Uh, let's see. Oh, man, I got a whole list here. Um, all right. I'm what? Let's let's do. I'm sorry. I can ramble. You're going to have to start cutting me off. Weston. I, I may. I may. <laughs> um, you you want to I don't know. You can pass or accept this question. Okay. Why is it important that worship is relevant or approachable for outsiders? Why is it important that worship is relevant? Or Because the old yes. line of thinking, I'll just set this up while you ponder yep. this. The old line of thinking says something like, well, worship is just for Christians and it's for God, so it doesn't really matter what the secular person says. And I think we've moved beyond that in our thinking, and I've got my own thoughts on this, but I'd, I'd love to uh, I'd love to know what, what you think about that. Yes. So, so we trace our line of thought all the way back to when Catholicism ruled everything. Right. Um, all of a sudden, Martin Luther he breaks off. Right. The very first thing that he does, the very first thing that he changes, is he takes all of the worship that was only sung by the priest and only sung in Latin. He takes it and he puts it all in English, and now everyone sings it. He probably put it in German. Yes. Yeah, like he puts it in like the common language. Yeah. Right. I'm, and so, I'm tracking. And so now, now everyone can sing along, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, we see all the way back then that, like, relevance and and the ability to participate is, like, s- super important, right? Looking back in the Old Testament, like when, you, like, when you look at worship, like Exodus 15, this is, like, the first song in scripture, right? Like when you look at this, everyone sings, right? Like, sure. like it is never designed to be like this, like solo act, like held, like for the, like, um, exclusive elites. This is designed for everyone. Now we spring forward past Martin Luther. Okay. This is like scratching my nerd edge, Weston. I'm so ready. I'm really sorry. Okay. We, we spring forward past Martin Luther and we look at like a lot of the hymns that we sing now. Right. So we look at like, um, like Charles Wesley, who is John Wesley's brother. Right. We look at people like that. They're writing their hymns based off the tunes of bar songs. Right. Which, which you probably know. Right. So they're writing like these like classic hymns, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior. You know what I mean? Like, these old hymns, like, like they're writing these based off what the people are singing in the bars at the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's so, what Chuck Wesley was doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so... That was his secular stage name. Yeah. Chuck. Chuck Wesley. <laughs> Chuck. So, yeah. And so, so we see even then, which, like, those hymns are beautiful, and they're, like profound but even then those hymns that we guard 
so closely are like built around, hey, we want everyone to be able to walk in off the street and really sing these, right? Because hymns or hymns, um, Worship songs, they teach us a lot of theology. They teach us a lot of heart theology. We believe that when you when you worship, you're encountering Jesus, right? You're yeah. encountering God, right? And so, like, why wouldn't we want anyone who walks into the door to be taught about Christ and encounter Christ, right? That's it, man. That sounds, yeah. that sounds great. I, I think it is I'm important. sorry I'm such a nerd. I can't help no, it. No, no, no. I like love this. it because I, I think it's important that we think that through because, I, I mean— you know, I, I think even Paul talks about this, and if if I remember correctly, his writing to the Corinthians, he's talking about spiritual gifts. He says, you know, don't don't do things that if an outsider comes in, they're going to yes. be terrified by or yeah. confused by. Yeah, everything you do in your gathering should make some sense and be edifying for everybody. Otherwise, yeah. you know, do do it in private is what yes. he's saying. Now he's talking about some spiritual gifts there, but I think that that principle yes. ports over. So yes. Awesome. All right. Hey, I think the most important question we really need to be asking is that family camp is coming up. It mm. is coming up. So it is coming up. Uh, what everybody wants to know is: Are you and Katie? Are you into camping or glamping? Which mm. so this is the thing that we're trying to figure out. I'm from Crawford County, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. where um, the glamping capital of the world. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Where um, uh, life itself is camping. You Fair know enough. what I mean? Yeah. Why? Like. Like, I had an outhouse for the majority of my childhood. You know what I mean? Like, life itself is camping. And it's built character into you. And it has built character in me. Uh, Katie, however, um, is from Oldham County, mm. which I don't know what you know about Oldham County, but I would consider Oldham County to be the actual glamping capital of the world. Mm. Um, so um, we have v- very different approaches to camping. We've only gone camping once, and I will say this, it wasn't a great experience. Fair enough. So you will be looking at rooms in the in the dorms, or maybe you're going to be jockeying for position in the hotel. Is that what I'm? I hearing think say? that's possible. We did go one time and just camped in my Subaru, mm. and that was not terrible. So we might try that again. I'm gonna. I want to try to get this locked down because when we have kids, I want them to be campers, not glampers. So that means I need to win her over to my side. I, I need everyone to show her how good camping could be. I'm rooting for you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I Mrs. I Williams it. is not a camper. Is uh, she? She's not. No. Man. No. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I have a fantasy of driving an RV across the country, but um Me that too. sounds like my wife's personal hell. Maybe maybe you and I could drive an RV across the country and our wives could meet us in different cities periodically. Oh, that would be so good. I also have this crazy idea of um, kayaking down the Mississippi River. Like, I want to go with the current, start up in Minnesota, go all the way down. That sounds so great. It sounds dangerous, too. But um, wonderful, right? Like, you could just, like... You could pull out at any city, right? And, like, go stay in a hotel, get a shower, and then jump back in your kayak. Or just sleep outside. Yeah, you could do that, too. But I, I occasionally, you want to shower if you're... Uh, that's what the river's there for, my man. Is that, I don't know. I don't know. I want to. I want something Matthew's warm. Matthew's face at that. <laughs> Matthew has got other thoughts on that. Oh man, there's other things to talk about. I guess we'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, I'm so sorry that I ramble about this stuff. You're you're just talking about the things that I'm most passionate and most nerdy about. So like, it's it's like kind of on you. You know what I mean? Like if you were to ask me about like golf, like. 
I mean, you could get through a lot of questions. Sure. What, what, what is one thing before – let's just end with this. What is okay. one thing that um, people don't know about you but should? Like maybe a hidden talent. Wow. You're really great at uh, puppet shows. Okay. You are you are a puff paint master. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I am eerily good. Like Eerily good. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. I'm ready. Um, I can look. You can put in front of me a plate of any amount of pizza rolls, any amount, and I can tell you the exact amount of time they should be in the microwave. I'm eerily good at pizza roll math. Wow. I've got some pizza rolls at my house for the kids. We'll have to. I'm like scary good at it. We'll try this. And I haven't had pizza rolls since high school. Well, since like college, really. And I guarantee since last you, week. I mean, it keeps changing. <laughs> but, but I guarantee you I will get it right on the first time to the second. Now, do you take into account the different types of microwaves? Because the microwave we have here at church, the two, they're like powered by like a nuclear bomb. They're powered by the sun. They are. In, are they not intensely they're powered like, by the sun? It is ridiculous. If it takes five minutes and something else, like you're looking at three minutes in that thing. It is crazy. Yeah, I've never burnt anything in a microwave before. Until here, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, it's it's pretty like you have to wear sunscreen if you're going to stand close. I'm to like it. afraid to eat stuff out of it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do it at night. It glows green when it leaves for a few minutes. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Um, so coming up to Easter. So yeah. what what are you praying for as we get into Easter? Uh, yes. Uh, a I want this to be. A Sunday where people really step into what we were talking about, right? Like they really step in with an expectation and they say like, okay, God is like here. You know what I mean? I want this like to be a Sunday where people look back and they, and they remember this as a turning point where they started to look at worship differently. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, awesome. A B, B that good Friday um, we're having an art show and, and, this is a whole other topic, but um, I really want artists to have a home mm-hmm. and have a refuge in in churches, and so i I want that I want that to go well. That's awesome. I dig it. Well, man, why don't you pray for our church and pray for that as we wrap up? How's that sound? That sounds great, Weston. Right. Sounds great. Um, God, you are holy and you are kind, um, and we know that you have a plan, Lord, that is good for our church, that's good for our city, God. We ask that you move in our congregation, that that um, people begin walking in to a worship service, God, knowing that you are there already, um, knowing that you are literally there and you have been with them all week, and now is the time to really worship you, God, with each other. Um, please, Lord, change the way we worship. Um, in your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thanks, man. Thank you. You did a great job, Weston. You did a great job. Stop it. Now we need some pizza rolls. Now we need some pizza rolls. Oh. Now we need some pizza rolls. Matthew might get us some pizza rolls. Okay. Mm-hmm.